0: Welcome to Permission to be Human, the podcast. I'm your host, Mel Finlater, mother, coach, and curator of Permission to be Human, the company and community. If you're a mum, know a mum, or want to be a mum, and you crave getting out in the world to make a difference, then you're in the right place. This is a space for mums like you to connect with yourself, your purpose, and your big audacious dreams. Because when you feel your best, you can better you, your family, and the wider world. Let's do this. I am excited to share one of my favorite people from my time living in England. Her name is Alsbeth Fimple, and she is such a lovely, lovely person and has a really inspiring story where we're going to dig into what it's like to shift from the commuting early, leaving your house life going into the corporate world to following whatever feels right that day and building a business called Joyful Outdoors, where she combines all sorts of things that she's really interested in and thinks will help the world and the people that she's working with. And that includes things like laughter yoga and getting out in nature and learning about the local nature that is out there and what it can do for you. And I... Really, really enjoyed this conversation with Elsbeth, and I think you will too, so stick around. Nowhere else. Okay, we have Elsbeth with us today. Hi, Elsbeth. Hi,
1: Mel. How's it so, going?
0: So good. so nice to see you again. We got to see each other in March, which I'm excited about. Elsbeth lives in England. You can maybe say a little bit more about exactly where, because I can't remember the, the names of everything anymore, sadly, but...
1: Um, <laughs> but we- <laughs>
0: We met I don't even how many years ago was it that we met
1: I was reflecting Five? on this well the Six? first time I spoke to you yeah was in 2016 at yesterval yeah and I had been on a career shifting course which I'm do, I'm just repeating now and they had tasked us with going out to chat to three complete strangers and you were one of those strangers. <laughs> I have no idea I'd, awesome. yeah, I had arrived on the Sunday morning, so obviously, I felt like I'd missed the whole party because everyone was best friends by then. and you were sitting there with Ira strapped to your front, and you must have just started ordinary superparents. And I remember you talking to me about that. yeah, so yeah, Do you know what? Um, ordinary Superparents
0: actually came from that. From that event oh, like was okay. yeah, I'd been thinking about things and then and then I I stood up on a Sunday morning, like maybe just before that or something before you arrived on the like open mic time and said like That's what if we had <laughs> this I missed everything. yeah, so just for our listeners, yesable is a festival all about yes <laughs> run by say yes more in England and I highly recommend it. And I went when Ira was only, Ira's my first child and she was only like a year and a half. And that was my first time really getting out of the house and going, oh yeah, I want to do this. I booked it like four days ahead of time because I just saw it. And I was like, my husband came home and I was like, oh, I think... I found this thing and like next year we should do this because I know like I don't know how we're going to make that happen this year it's in like four days and it's like sh- we have a one and a half year old and we're camping in November in England it's not going to be very nice and he's like yeah yeah and I sat with it for a while I was like but I really want to go <laughs> and a good thing I did yeah. because it led to me having those ideas around ordinary super parents which is Alice Best was part of which is the community that I started when I was in England and really desperate for having parents who were not okay with the concept that like life is only about parenting once you're a parent and that wanted to go on adventures both with and without their children and really explore uh, explore actually point so so that yeah, yeah came to life when we were at Yestival together, probably just yeah. before we met by the sounds of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Elsbeth, I always start with the probably hardest question because it's super broad,
1: which is just tell us about you. Yeah. I am nearly 50. Oh, <gasps> Docker in a month. I'm trying to ignore that. I have two kids. They are now nearly 16 and 13, and we live in Surrey in England. What does life look like for you? Well, at the moment I was working in London. I had a corporate job, a very sensible, serious corporate job. And I left a couple of years ago for lots of different reasons. I kind of knew that it wasn't working for me there. A lot of political changes happened internally, which gave me the opportunity to ask for redundancy. And I knew I wanted to explore something else, but at the time I just didn't really know what that was. Actually, and as part of the whole kind of snowball of say yes more, I had been exploring a few things and had been to a bushcraft course that autumn, that spring, sorry, just before I left work. And so over the last couple of years, my life has changed entirely. I've gone from being a very stressed city working, commuting mother hurling two children into childcare at 7.30 in the morning and picking them up at 6.30 at night you know with an hour and a half commute either side to now running my own business an outdoor business called Joyful Outdoors and I've been doing that for a year and now I'm kind of at the point where I'm thinking about how to take that forward how to grow how how it needs to morph and change and develop what about is serving me what isn't that kind of thing so yeah I
0: love that. Firstly, the name of your business is amazing. Joyful Outdoors. As you know, I love the outdoors and all things that nature for us. Yeah. And it does bring the joy, right? I know there's a lot of factors involved there, but to make that shift from the, like a pretty big shift from the corporate world yeah. with a very specific type of life that is, you know, busy, And I imagine you, like, commuted in to go to that as well, did you?
1: Yeah, so I live about 30 miles south of London, so that's an hour and a half door-to-door into the office. Yeah, so they were very long days. My husband was commuting as well, of course, pre-COVID. Yeah, so we had a very busy, very stressful life, and I just wanted to get off that hamster wheel Yeah, I probably wouldn't have had had there not been an awful lot of changes actually at work. I'd probably still be doing it. But yeah, would I have opened up this other avenue? I, I don't know. But anyway. It's, uh, Something happened that made
0: you think, oh, OK, maybe this is possible, right? And yes, yeah. looks better than this. <laughs> That's great. And when yeah. you did that, were you already thinking that you would like to do something in the outdoors? Or what
1: what was your... When did that come about? I think I really knew... I knew I wanted to explore doing something outdoorsy. I think I thought, oh, I'll just go and do, you know, a week's bushcraft course and then I'll be a qualified bushcrafter and then I'll be able to teach bushcraft. And obviously life isn't quite like that because I... That, I think, I can't remember when that was, that must be, you know, two and a half years ago. I walked into that woodland and realised pretty quickly that I didn't, couldn't recognise it, one tree from another, didn't know the names of any of the plants, didn't really speak the language that, that other people around me just seemed to be understanding. You know, I'd have to keep stopping. And I had explained to them, On Friday, I was in the office and, you know, today I'm in the woods and I'm looking for change. And they were like, yeah, yeah, that's nice. And I'd say, well, could you just explain to me what that means? I don't know what a ride is. Well, it's an open pathway through a a forest, but I didn't know that. So I was like, you know, the instructor just uh, was a bit like, yeah, I'm not going to explain every single word to you. (laughs) But it really struck me that week that I was grotesquely detached from nature and and really didn't have a clue. And it wasn't really good enough to learn the kind of practical skills if I didn't understand the bigger picture. So I've spent the last couple of years really following my gut and following things that I'm interested in and also following people that my gut has drawn me towards, you know, people whose energy I've I've liked. And that's been a really valuable and interesting path. And now I'm at the point where I just want to delve deeper into nature connection. I want to just there's so many things I want to explore now. But now I have this love of wild plants. Like I never went into this thinking, oh yeah, I want to teach foraging. While plants are laughing. That's what I really love. So I've ended up with this weird business where I'm teaching foraging, bushcraft and laughter yoga and navigation. So it's quite broad. But yeah, very interesting. So
0: interesting. And there's a few things that I love about that. But the one that's sticking to mind is this concept that you went... You went in and felt like the outsider, as you put it. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I think, yeah. especially as women, we can run into that quite often. And and it would have been so easy for you to walk away at that point and just be like, oh, God, I'm so stupid. Or like, you know, all the self-talk yeah. that like, we can have right this really negative self inner talk which maybe you still had but then you got past right and you're like no I'm gonna figure this out like I want to be the one who knows the answer to the what a ride is which I didn't know by the way I was like thank you for sharing that I think it's a (laughs) very probably as well but (laughs) but you know to have the the courage and resiliency to like be like okay I'm gonna figure this out and and do the hard thing of of figuring that out is just
1: Yeah. And it was a really tough tough week actually, just thinking back to to that course and that week. I was so exhausted at the end of it that I literally came home, sat in the bath and cried for two hours. Partly because my husband, who I hadn't expected to clean or do anything nice while I'd been away, I arrived home and he had cooked, brought me flowers and tidied the house <laughs> and I was so oh. pleasantly surprised yeah. yeah and so overwhelmed and exhausted from that week and all the new information yeah. I'd had to take in yeah I was just yeah I just wept and wept, and wept. <laughs> yeah
0: and the tra- and the transition yeah. you know from presumably feeling like you know what you were doing in your corporate job I'm guessing to like yeah. I don't know what the hell's happening here <laughs> that's like that's a lot that's a lot. And entrepreneurship. Yeah. Well, you clearly know quite a lot more now. Entrepreneurship is like that journey though, isn't it? Like I constantly don't feel yeah. like I know what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. And I might be a step ahead. Yeah. That's of listening who thinks constantly. I then not know what I'm doing. Right. Cause that's what it is like for us yeah. humans. We look at someone, we think, Oh, I couldn't do that. I don't even know how I would start, but I didn't know how to do that either. And I didn't know how I would start. Right. And yeah, just through practice and talking to people and and going through that learning process that we get to the next step of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think I didn't really I'm not a great one for forward planning. And so I don't think I really thought in my head, I want to start a company in a business. I think I just thought this is how I'd like to spend my time. And how can I do that and earn a bit of money? And now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, I need to be a bit more business-like about this now. Yeah. And I need it to actually, obviously I need to be true to myself because I can't roll back the clock and ignore all the things that I've realised over the last few years. But I do have to turn it into a bit more of a business. Um, and I've had great highs and crushing lows. And as you know, you know I canceled our first appointment because I was too busy weeping on the floor a few weeks ago, you know. So yeah, it's a really emotional journey and doing it on your own. That's, I mean, I know you're all about community and it's a really valid point, isn't it? That it's really hard. I find it really hard to do things on my own. I need to do things in collaboration and with the village and with the support of other people and running a business on your own is hard especially when you're an extrovert especially when you're somebody who likes to be outside I don't want to sit at a computer writing a blog or doing social media yeah yeah Yeah. all of that we've had to learn
0: exactly and it it is this massive Mm. learning curve right and as you say like I think anybody who's listening who has tried something new will have wept on the floor at some point in time,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> Honestly. More than once.
0: More and and than if you once. haven't, then probably there's more new things to try, <laughs> right? Because yeah. it's the things that we really yeah. believe in as well that 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 can lead us down that path and that's being human right before we started recording you were reading a sign on your wall can you read that for me
1: yeah I can't read it that from this far away but my eyesight is so (laughs) bad emotions (laughs) emotions are just signals and show I'm alive they're normal healthy and human yes exactly
0: and I think so often that part isn't talked about when we're off there chasing our big audacious dream, which for you at the time, maybe as you just put it, is like, this is just how I want to spend my time. Like, that's the dream that I just want to feel right about life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: it's really straightforward isn't it uh, yeah like isn't that all of our dreams
0: really is that we want yeah to, exactly like we want to do what we want to I do i don't want and to feel sick
1: feel- going to work
0: <laughs> yeah exactly maybe feel a little healthier and like oh i'm outside and that makes yeah. me feel good i'd like to do a little more of that and it's such a beautiful way to i love that i love that you described it that way because so often we can go into the, the like you know the mission vision values of our business or whatever. but at the heart of it is that like, we're just trying to figure it out because we want to make ourselves yeah. feel better and
1: want to yeah. make others feel better generally, right? Well, I I, I think on that point, I, I I just wasn't the best version of myself working in the city I was angry and frustrated and agitated and I really didn't know why Mm. you know I just and that that didn't serve definitely didn't serve my husband very well didn't serve my children and my parenting very well and yeah I mean that's not to say it's idyllic now you know I'm I'm not the best Version of myself all the time now, but I'm a lot closer now than I was back then. Yeah,
0: and the best version of yeah. ourself is one that learns from each time we go, and you have the space to learn now. You know, yeah, which is different than before. And I think we can all say there's been moments of stress, and we can we can change the external parts of our life all we want, but there's also internal yeah things that are we're shifting right to become that best yeah. person best version of ourselves yeah. and the best parents and and such yeah. yeah
1: yeah that's exactly it and and sometimes I there have been times when I've lain down and cried over the last couple of years and I've gone oh it wasn't the job that means it's actually just me <laughs> I've carried myself with me <laughs> yeah you know, I've yeah. got rid of what I thought was the the factor that was, you know, causing me such stress and angst. But it turns out it wasn't just that. Yeah, it's it's me too. But yeah, it's just all a learning curve, isn't it? Learning about And once and once about, we have uh, that
0: space, right? Once we have that space we realise yeah. it. But like giving yourself the space was you know what it took. To start to realize it, which sometimes I'm like, oh, I just want to go back to that really hard thing so that I can ignore all these things that are
1: happening. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Sometimes it's so tempting to give it all up, isn't it? And mm-hmm. to just go back to the structure and the routine and the paycheck. And, you know, that's not to say I I won't at some point or, you know, maybe I'll do a part time job and and do my joyful outdoors part-time as well but I don't it's just it's very tempting to kind of think all oh, right I'll just part the difficult things as you say um yeah but I don't think that's the solution either yeah for sure so tell me more about
0: the combination of laughter yoga which I've done once by the way and it was like the best thing ever I've been tempted <laughs> to find more of it um lacquer yoga foraging all of the things that you combine together tell us like what does that wh- where does that come from in the evolution of
1: things I've always been someone who's really got lots and lots of different interests I've never been someone who's kind of focused on just one thing and when I started this A year ago I just I kind of knew in the back of my head I didn't just want to do or offer one thing and lots of people along the way have said to me get really good and well known you know at one thing before you add the other things but I think I didn't want to leave any of them behind and and some things have just caught me by surprise like laughter yoga is not something that I sought out uh, that is a gift from Beck's band who asked me to go and do the training course for the volunteer weekends that we do for Love for Wild, and turns out I really love it. And because I have more time and energy and attention now to listen to my gut, I just paid attention when I finished that weekend course and drove home light laughing you know the least stressed I've been in years and I thought that was great I love doing that and then now when I I run the workshops I just love it I'm on a high but I also realize it's actually none of it's about me it's just this amazing gift to give the people in the group and I've had such incredible feedback. And everyone starts out very self-conscious, don't yeah. they? Like you were saying. You know, and I, I felt self-conscious when I first started running these sessions. But somebody said to, to me, when we felt uncomfortable, you were the anchor. You know, we just kind of zoned back in on you and tuned out the discomfort. And I just, i I, lo- I absolutely love it. So... Now, just as an example, I did a session with a corporate group on Friday and then I was able to say to them, you know, when they asked me months ago what, what I could offer them for their kind of closing session for their conference, I could say to them, well, if your theme is healing, then why don't we walk around the woods and talk about the medicinal and healing properties of the trees and the plants? And so oh, we can talk about some of the reasons why it's just really good for our health and for healing ourselves to be out in nature and oh by the way we can finish with the last yoga session and we'll all leave on this massive high and they were all hugging each other and holding hands and I was Mm. just like oh my god I didn't come down for days but to go back to your actual question which was How how come I do so many different things now? Um,
0: No, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna stop you before you (laughs) because now I'm down the laughter laughter yoga. Okay, yeah. Which, firstly, that's amazing. I'm like visualizing this as you're as you're talking about it, and these like corporate people going into the the nature, whatever that looks like there. I picture the trees because that's what my nature is here. But and yeah, and then coming out laughing at the end. And for the sake of our our listeners who maybe haven't heard of laughter yoga. Could you tell us what it, what it is in a nutshell? Like, what does it look like?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think some people um, get the wrong impression because the word yoga is in there, yeah. but it's actually just a sort of laughter wellness session. So it's a combination of moving, like just moving your body and uh, a lot of breathing exercises and laughter exercises to facilitate the actual laughter because um, I'm not a comedian and it's a choice for people to laugh and the sessions are really about personal resilience you know anything to laugh and how, how that is so good for our health how it moves your diaphragm how it floods your body with dopamine and oxytocin and serotonin and endorphins, you know, all those great things, which we don't access if we're just sitting. And even if we're watching a comedy or laughing with friends, we laugh in quite a not, not a shallow way, I don't mean shallow in terms of being not not valid, but you know, um, with our head voices or our chest voices, and we never really belly laugh. And yeah. so it's that, it's trying to get into that belly yeah. laughter, which is really therapeutic. Yeah. In a, if it's done in a intentional and sustained way.
0: I love that. Yeah. Belly laughter. And I, I remember being told by that. So I went down to a session and I ended up being the only one there and we're like, let's do it anyways. <laughs> so we tried and it was entertaining. We just did a little Ooh. micro snippet, but yeah, you know this concept that our brain doesn't know the difference between fake laughter and real laughter, and that we can still get yeah. the emotion and the endorphins and all the the goods that come yeah. from forcing ourselves to laugh, which is how it's going to start. Yeah. Because if it's not funny yet, then yeah. it's a forced laugh, and I imagine that then it turns into the belly laugh. Yeah, right. Because you can't stop. Yeah. Like, And I'm sure everybody's had these moments in their life where like, I just can't stop laughing. It's very rare and few between. And sometimes I think I don't laugh enough now. But I think of these times where like, they're usually super inappropriate. I don't know if you've had this, but like I went to (laughs) an event in London actually with a friend and they were like, I don't even remember what it was about, but it was like a serious moment. And we got into little groups and had to do something and then like report back. And when we were in the group, something happened. I don't even know what it was that just started making me laugh. And like everybody else yeah. pulling us back. They're like presenting everything. And I just can't stop. Like I'm crying because I'm laughing so much. And I'm like, this is so inappropriate, <laughs> but it was such a great release, which is probably <laughs> why I kept going. Right. Yeah. Because I was like, this is what my body clearly yeah. needs. Just let it all out in the same way that we let out a cry you know, but it feels, That's
1: it feels exactly better in the moment it. to
0: laugh <laughs> than it does to cry, but you get that same feeling yeah. afterwards of just like, oh, oh, yeah, okay. Like things have shifted.
1: Yeah. 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 It's a massive release. And, and some people do cry. Like I've had people wow. laughing, laughing, flash crying yeah. because it's all accessing the same, the same place, isn't it? And it's just a massive release of emotions that people have been people have been suppressing exactly
0: because we do we suppress so many emotions in our culture and society right
1: yeah
0: Yeah. joy being sadly one of the biggest ones
1: (laughs) yeah right
0: so I love that you are bringing that laughter healing or laughter yoga to an outdoor space which also gives us all the healing that listeners will know by now because I blab on about it all the time and bringing those together is such a fun thing. I'm like going in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'd love to do that yeah. with kids as well. Like the preschool that I work with, like yeah. let's do a little laughter. Oh, they but that
1: would be such a great audience. Yeah. yeah, because like it's actually, they, they don't have because as much it's so like, natural resistance. for them. Exactly. They're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't always do it outside, but yeah. I, I do love doing it outside. and. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's great. It's really great.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. <sighs> okay. I don't remember what question we were going back to you, but it doesn't really matter at this point in time. <laughs> <laughs> because I think where we've gone it, is a good one. And, you know, we've dug into the, the transition in your life which was a big one and for many it's a transition whether that's from a corporate job whether that's being from being a stay-at-home mom which you might still be doing but also trying to follow the dream and I guess I mean you might have answered this already but I'm curious what you'll say if if I say what is now the big audacious
1: dream So now, yeah, like I said, I'm really poor at those questions where people ask you what you're going to be in five years' time or or where I want my business to go. I, I know what feels good and what's working for me and what I enjoy and the impact I have. And I want to do more of those kind of things. So for me, I can see the impact is where... I can inspire people to get out in nature. I can inspire people to start loving wild plants and to start getting curious. And as you know, that's really important, isn't it? It's really important to feeling comfortable in nature, to get to know a little bit, to participate a little bit, to taste it, to smell it, to to touch it, to know it and wild plants and our native trees in England, you know, that's that's kind of the way I'm doing that. And I love it so much when people tell me how excited they are when they've got a bit of knowledge and, you know, people react in the same way that I did a few years ago, which is like, oh my God, how do I not know this? Our grandmothers would have known this. Their villages would have taught them. They would have learnt this stuff at the knees of their of their elders. Why don't we know this? Stuff that we should know. I work with adults, not not small children. So, you know, I'm trying to get to the people who who think it's too late for them, and it's definitely not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you can see the shift, and 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 I love that. So, I, I want to keep keep doing that. Do more of that. Work out how I can have more impact. I definitely want to do more singing around a campfire. I'm not haven't quite made that happen yet. I'm not quite sure to kind of make that happen in a more formal way but yeah that's that's the sort of thing I love it
0: and I can see that you're like I'm not sure how you how I'm going to answer this question but that was like the most beautiful answer (laughs) because you described this I think the broad in the broad sense what all of ours dream is right this concept of I want to do more things that make me feel good and that my gut just an intuition say go do and I want to create impact right and and it's a journey of figuring out what that looks like as we go right yeah and I think that's really beautiful it's it's a really lovely way oh thanks to go to go about it because it's easy for people like myself who are the big sky thinkers to mm. try to get that specific instead of remembering to just follow our intuition and be like okay like yeah my big my big one is this together world that I want us to create this village that you've mentioned and this this mm. space where we're all in it together and it's okay if I along the way like I might not know what that means <laughs>
1: right (laughs) but it's been so interesting watching your journey as well yeah Yeah. but you know having seen actually having known you just at that nugget at the beginning and watching how beautifully you articulate you you know things now it's Mm. so interesting to watch and I think we're listening to some of your recent podcast episodes we're definitely at about the same place now Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah in terms of you know wanting Just this need to be out in nature more, need to connect with people more, need to get other people in on that journey and, yeah, stop the disconnection. Yeah, definitely.
0: And I think it's it's interesting that you point that out and that you were there, yeah, the nugget of my journey. And I think, you know, even with that community that I started in the UK, The Ordinary Super Parents, I, I was still kind of like in my hesitant phase because I felt like I had to get it right before I could explain what it was. And as the years have gone on, I've gotten to the point where I don't care if I get it right, right? And that's actually really <laughs> hard. And like the podcast has been a great way for me to practice that because I'm talking to an empty room sometimes when it's just me or talking to someone like yourself yeah. and like being okay with the fact that I don't have to get that Right. And don't get me wrong, I'm still totally self-conscious about some of the episodes that are just me talking. And I'm like, oh, it's just me rambling. and Why yeah. would someone want to listen to that? But then if I listen back to it, the odd time that I, I force myself to, I can see that there's there's like nuggets in there. And it's okay if it's not perfectly articulated yet, but it's better articulated than it was yesterday and the day before and the day before, right? yeah. Um, And I think that's a really important thing for everybody to remember as they discover their voice and whatever that means for them, that it, someone described it, I'm trying to remember who this was now, because it was like a famous person that described this as a faucet, that when you first turn on a very new faucet, it comes out murky, it's like quite dark, and as you leave it turning on, it becomes clearer and clearer, and you can see through it, right? And that's what oh, okay. life is. And that's definitely what our dreams and entrepreneurship and whatever route that takes us is. Right. It's going to. Yeah. And if we can work on ourselves And being okay with the fact that the murky stuff is coming out first, then <laughs> we'll eventually get to the clear stuff. But we can't just like yeah, magic wand it to get to the clear stuff. It doesn't work that way. Right. Like as much as I'd love it to, I'd like it to be perfect right away. Yeah. No, actually like I got to be okay with the fact that it's not going to look perfect. It's not going to sound perfect.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not that hung up on perfection, I think. Yeah. And I hang on to, I mean, I had a very great coach and I hang on to some of her words, you know, which are that you just have to, Follow your North Star, find your North Star and just follow it. And you right. don't have to see what the end of the journey looks like. Mm. And sometimes I'm really comfortable with that ambiguity, and sometimes I'm really uncomfortable with that ambiguity, but I just I'm just fumbling on. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Yep. So we all we all fumble, I guess is the point, right? Like it's that's okay. Yeah. Okay. So as we're going to start to shift towards closing here. So I'm curious having had all the conversations we've had and knowing that we have mums listening in who are at a lot of different points of their journey. Some will be like yeah. just thinking I'd really like to do something that is either with my family or outside my family. I really like, I feel like there's that, like you described that impact. And there's an intuition path. My intuition is telling me go somewhere, go like, let's get something, do something, be something, whatever you want to describe it as, because it's not about doing more, but yeah, they have this dream that's held inside that they're not yet sure on. And then we have ones that are like, this is, this is it. This is the, or they're murky water. This is it. Right. And we have some that are further along but i'm curious whichever stage of those that you'd like to speak to what you would what would you say to them that might help them along their way
1: i think i would say to the mums who are in the thick of it and still have really small children hanging off their trousers you know, for whom they still have to do an awful lot. I I would say that that is just a phase that you move through and there will come a time when you have more physical and emotional space.
0: Mm.
1: I remember being very frustrated having very small children and thinking that that was a very, very tough time for me. And squashing lots of dreams that I didn't think would ever happen. But as my kids grew older, I started to involve them in some of my dreams. Also, I think, you know, adventures can be really small, can't they? You know, you know that as well as I do. Adventures don't have to be big. They can be really small. Just, you know, head out with your kids after dark and, you know, go for a, a dark walk or take a, a camping stove and go out and cook bacon sandwiches at the top of a hill and watch the sunrise. You know, that's that can be a, a, adventures that keep you ticking over. Try and surround yourself with people who understand that you want a bit more. Um, it can be really easy to vocalise things and then let them disappear. If other people shoot them down, oh, you can't do that. Don't be silly. You've got two kids. You know, you know, you have to nurture and protect your your hopes and your dreams a little bit, and just maybe. Share them with people who will lift you up and support that and even maybe help facilitate it, you know. And then as the kids get older, I mean, you know, I've just what comes to the forefront of my mind, Mel, is again, how I was inspired by you and your workshop at a, a subsequent Yesterville and Kath to, to take the kids out and walk one of the pilgrim paths in Spain. And that's a journey we started five years ago. We're still doing it. We haven't finished it. We didn't do it all in one go. We've done, you know, we've done three stints, but we've walked 400 kilometers. You know, I think the kids were, mm, I don't know, maybe eight and 11 when we started. They'll probably be 18 and 15, 16 when we finish, you know. But that's just been an amazing mind opener for me. It's been an amazing thing for, my family to do for my kids it's an amazing gift i think i can give the children that they'll have this big achievement That they'll have you know walked this big trail by the time by the time they're 20 maybe even 18 you know so if you can if you can think of something that you can take your family along on the journey with then that's an amazing thing and just break it into accessible chunks um and then the other advice is I mean I did a lot of traveling by myself when my kids were small I left them with my husband a lot (laughs) you know because I needed that time and headspace yeah and I would go away for a week and you know he would you know carry the load for me and I very much appreciated that. So lean on your partner and tell them what you need. Yeah. Or your grandparents, or like whoever it or, is. Or yeah, I your support, support network, them. whoever it is. Yeah. Whoever it is. Because even if it's the day or twenty-four hours, you can you know get get some of what you need in short bursts. Yeah. And then when you can, you can make those times a bit longer. Yeah.
0: I think there's so many good points there. I'll go with the last one first of that. Like take the time you need. Right. And don't get me wrong. Like, so I just went away for a week. I just went on my, like, not first, well, first week long like mumcation with no learning conference I was going to or anything like that. I just said, Hey, I'm 40 this year. Two friends went and we went to Maui and it was incredible. And
1: Amazing. It was exactly what I
0: needed. This constant, like, it's easy to forget that when you're a mom, you're always responsible for somebody else. My kids, my pet, sometimes my husband, mm. even like the house. There's just so many responsibilities that having a break from responsibility where you just get to follow intuition and be like, do whatever you feel like yeah. in the moment. Like I wasn't, I didn't over it. I actually had a friend who planned a bunch and I just got to go with, <laughs> which was great. But the point of me saying that is that there were hardships at home because I was away for a week. You know, my daughter, who has some anxiety, was more anxious and struggled. And my husband struggled with that. Right. And it's okay because that's part of life. And actually, like, having those hardships and learning that they then got through it is also really important. And don't get me wrong, like I I battle the guilt that comes with that. Yeah. But I battle it knowing that, or maybe I just accept it, actually. I'm not even battling. I'm just accepting that there will be guilt that comes with that. And that allows it to... I don't know the words that I'm trying to use. It allows it to feel smaller I suppose and be taken over by the compassion for myself that I really needed that and that I came back better able to take up the reins and come in with compassion for the feelings that were happening and and all the things right so and and
1: and then the knowledge that actually you going away won't break them exactly exactly it might be uncomfortable for them but it you know but it's yeah yeah exactly and and actually as as we were having that conversation i was thinking i i i am in a very privileged position i i was in a very privileged position that i could go away and that my husband was incredibly supportive and you know i i made sure i had some savings to do that you know and i prioritized yeah going away and, and short trips but yeah i mean there were times i i took and I had a small child, eighteen months or so. I went away a couple of times just with her. I left my husband behind. I said, "I just need, yeah, I just need something, a change of scene. I need to get out of this house." Yeah. Um, well, and bro- that brings a um, up- change in right. the scene with with
0: the young one is amazing. Exactly, and that brings up the adventure theme, right? That's where the whole ordinary super thing came from. This ordinary super parents thing came from yeah. because it's that change of scene. You know, like we bought a camper van when we were in the UK as our main vehicle too, because we didn't want to, we couldn't afford it, like an extra vehicle. And it was yeah. because I wanted to be able to just drive somewhere and go sleep. And like, in fact, that time when we were just talking about that laughter yoga workshop, I went to, I drove to London and parked on the side of the road and slept by myself. It was terrifying and wonderful, oh, really? right? <laughs> <laughs> But it's the little things that we can do. And, you know, sometimes that's with kids. And sometimes it's not. That just shift our perspective. Camping for even one night or two nights. Yeah. So much work. And it's so easy to convince myself that, like, it's not worth it. Yeah, And then go and come back. And it's like, you feel like you're away for a week. And everybody's just in a better mood. Yeah. And it it becomes worthwhile.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I didn't even start camping until I was, wow, nearly 40. I mean, I can't remember exactly when, but, you yeah. know, I just, I had never done it as a kid. I didn't have any kit, yeah. and a friend took me out that first time with the kids, and I was on the way home, we pulled over into one of the big camping warehouses, and I just bought the kit, because so I'm like, I'm not going to let that stop me yeah. again. Yeah, yeah try and remove the little obstacles exactly exactly yeah
0: and that's what that's actually what the camper van for was for us which is obviously a very extravagant way to solve that problem but it was yeah um, I can keep all the kit in one space so you could use the same in a box so that there's no excuse it's not going to take me a week to pack first I just run in grab like two sets of clothes and run out and and go And when I was really ambitious I just left clothes in the car (laughs) but and figure out the food on the way who cares right (laughs) but yeah so I think adventure has a really big space in our life in whatever way that looks for you just doing something that's a little bit scary a little bit different and changes the scene yeah definitely excellent Well, we could do a whole episode about that probably, but we should probably wind this one up (laughs) and uh, say goodbye. But thank you so much for having us here. Where can people find you if they are like, I'm in the UK or I don't know how much you like to travel these days, but you know, I'm wherever, please come and work with us and do some foraging or some laughter yoga or
1: both. And yeah, how can they find you? I'm on Instagram at JoyfulOutdoors. I'm on Facebook, um, Joyful Outdoors, or my website joyfuloutdoors.co.uk. Yeah, and all my contact details are there. But yeah, I'd love to love to hear from some of your listeners.
0: Amazing. All right. Thank you so much, Elspeth.
1: Thanks, well. Lovely to talk to you.
0: That is it, folks. This has been Mel Finlater on Permission to Be Human, the podcast. And I am so glad that you have joined us here today and hope that you have taken away some tidbits that will help you go away, connect with your big audacious dream, and make that massive impact in the world that you are dying to make. If you liked today's episode, please, please, please like it, share it, think of one person. Think of one person that you think would also like it and send it on over to them. Let's get this out there and more moms feeling like themselves, inspired, dreaming big, and out there being them. Please do head on over to find me on Facebook with permission to be human or Instagram, or you can even pop me an email and say hello at permissiontobehumanalways at gmail.com say hello and let me know that you listened what did you like about it I would love to hear if you didn't like it eh, I don't really want to know (laughs) just kidding you can share that if you want I would love to know however who you are let's connect let's find out what you want more of yes this is a newer podcast so I want to hear from you and I want to make it what would be useful to you As always, remember that you have permission to dream big, permission to feel big, and permission to be you. You have complete and full permission to be human. For real, you do.